The following program is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. This is Take 4 Wrestling with your hosts, Brian Kilby and J.T. Hogg. This is Take 4 Wrestling, episode 10. I am Brian Kilby, and with me, like every week, I have the defender of children, the protector of virtue, and the master of all that is wholesome, J.T. Hogg. J.T., how's it going? Pretty good, Brian. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I say I was good, but um, I kind of had, like the carpet pulled out from under me today um because i i finally got around to watching the show that we're going to talk about this week which is monday night raw from april 26th 1999 so yeah uh maybe maybe the past is best left (laughs) in the past you might have realized that it wasn't as as uh fabulous as you once thought it was possibly uh (laughs) Man, um, actually, because of uh, the, the the show, the gimmick of the week this week, you have picked it's topical. Uh, what's the gimmick of the week this week, JT? The gimmick of this week is beaver cleavage. And um, God almighty. If you uh, remember, beaver cleavage was a very uh, short, short gimmick. It I think it only lasted about a month. Was but... there even... Did he even wrestle? This was Mosh, Headbanger Mosh. Did he even wrestle as Beaver Cleavage? I think he only did house shows. I don't think they ever actually made it to his first match. Because he just had those stupid vignettes. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I think on the show we watched was the first one with the mother's milk. Oh, my God. This was, um, of course, he was Headbanger Mosh before, and um, Headbanger Thrash was out with an injury. And I think uh, it was um, – They repackaged Jim, him as yeah, Beaver Cleavage. It was uh, Jim Cornette's favorite uh, booker, Vince Russo. You know, I, I, I couldn't remember when Vince Russo left WWE, but watching this episode, it was obvious. <laughs> yes, this was full Vince Russo mode. It was so Vince Russo. But yeah, Beaver <laughs> Cleavage uh, – I like the – he didn't even make it really to uh, wrestle at all. And I was wondering what their end game would actually be with Beaver Cleavage. Like how far – like what could you actually do with that gimmick? I mean what could they do with the wrestling porn star? <laughs> That's true. That would worked out though. It sort of worked out. Uh, in, in this episode, he, he was teamed up or he was being chased around by Nicole Bass. <laughs> And Wikipedia was not around when this first aired, let me tell you. And if it had been, I would I would have uh, understood what was going on, uh, going on a lot better. Um, but yeah, uh, so what do you know about Mosh? When, when was, was he always a headbanger? He actually started out in WWE probably around 1996. And he was, when they first started wrestling, they were a tag team called The Spiders. And I don't think they ever made any television, but their debut was with uh, Brother Love as the Flying Bruce Nuns. Richards. Yes. Yep. And um, that was on Shotgun Saturday Night. 
Ah, uh, that's right. I liked Shotgun Saturday Night. I think I've mentioned that before. Yeah, that was a really cool concept for a show. But they, as uh, the Flying Nuns, they were known as Mother Smucker and Sister Angelica. And, of course, that gimmick didn't, didn't work out yeah. too well either. So the, that's when they switched over to the Headbangers, which uh, I don't ever remember liking the Headbangers that much. Yeah, I I remember they were okay, and they're back now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they just they did just come back, and they didn't look like they aged at all. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, um, Chaz, uh, he uh, headbanger uh, Mosh, he was actually a pretty. I I think he probably could have been a pretty good sized star with uh, the right gimmick and the right push, because he was a pretty decent looking guy, and he had a good body on him, and he was pretty athletic. Did you ever wrestle one of these guys? No, no, never had the opportunity to wrestle them. But, um, yeah, this was, this gimmick was kind of, uh, like, I don't know if they, I wonder if they originally had this all planned out with the whole domestic violence angle with, uh, Mrs. Cleavage. I wonder if that was actually their original intent for the gimmick altogether. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Because I think it was uh, actually Beaver Cleavage's first match when he came out and cut the promo that he was uh, Chaz and he was sick of these stupid gimmicks. And he was just a boy from New Jersey who wanted to party. And um, then later on, Mrs. Cleavage was accusing him of hitting her and all the faces were turning against him. So then um, I think eventually that's when Thrash came back and uh, turned out that uh, Mrs. Cleavage was lying about her domestic violence and uh, they reformed the headbangers. Good. <laughs> he also had a, a short team, uh short run with a tag team with uh D'Lo Brown called Lowdown. And uh, eventually they're paired with uh Tiger Alley C Psy. Singh, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Was, I, believe it, I believe it was Singh. There's an H on the end and it confuses me. <laughs> but uh they were uh then they were ethnic wrestlers that were felt like they were being held down and uh they were wearing like remember when they were wearing the turbans and the sashes yeah <laughs> but um yeah his uh career was just kind of derailed after after the whole beaver cleavage thing because the headbangers were a pretty popular tag team during that time they were they were they were they were uh, multiple-time tag team champions, and they even won the NWA tag team titles. If you remember when the NWA invaded Raw. Oh, really? Okay. That was one of my favorite angles that didn't go anywhere. I just enjoyed seeing Rock and Roll Express and Barry Windham and Jim Cornette all out there. Uh, yeah, that seemed kind of weird. I, I, Anytime there was kind of, like an invasion angle going on, I kind of ignored it. <laughs> Well, I think they did, too. Yeah, it's true. Okay, let's jump to uh, the the show that we're going to talk about this week, which is – and I didn't take notes, so I am leaning very heavily, one, on JT and also prowrestling.wikia.com, so the Pro Wrestling Wiki. Um, This is a Monday Night Raw from April 26th, 1999 from the Hartford Hartford Civic Center in uh, Connecticut. So it it was close to home for the WWE. 
But this was – I actually selected this episode specifically because I did some Google searches for like the top ten best episodes of Raw of all time, and this was like number two. And in fact, I was talking on tw- – I didn't like it. I'm just going to say that up front. <laughs> Uh, but I was on, on Twitter today talking about how the Attitude Era hasn't aged well and, you know, how it, it, it's not that great. And uh, my friend Chris tweeted, but but he was like, but, but they, uh, the Undertaker crucified Stephanie. It's like, that was awesome. And I'm like, that was the episode that I watched. It was terrible. Yeah. And it, ki- it kind of was terrible. I mean, I remember it being exci- exciting and so packed with energy, but it really came – it was kind of limp and lifeless, really. Yeah, it was very uh, – it was just all over the place. Um, I, Of course, I think when this was coming on, I was 17 or something. I was 19. And um, I just was glued to the television during these times. I should have uh, – now that I think about it, I probably should have looked and seen what WCW was doing at this time. Um, uh, yeah. Whenever we whenever we do uh, another Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Raw, we should actually, at the very least, talk about what was going on on the other show, even if we don't do a rundown of it. Yeah, definitely, because that who who didn't switch back and forth. Uh, yeah, I mean that was the <laughs> thing. That's what we did back then. I actually I had uh, uh, two TVs set up. Really? And, um, watched them both. So because um, I recorded them both too, so I had because uh, we had like two cable boxes. And um, I'd have one TV on with Nitro and one TV on with Raw, and I'd be recording them both. So uh, let me go, let me actually just go ahead and look at the the wiki, and I'll 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 cover the important things. Okay. It doesn't look like much happened except um, <laughs> except it was a Goldberg pay per view or show. So whoop whoop whoop. But yeah, okay. So um, I'm I'm gonna go in the order because I don't remember. I. I I literally watched this to I watch I paid very close attention to it. So uh, sometimes I, I watch some of these in the background, but I, I really paid attention to this because it was kind of like it was kind of like uh, re, reliving. Uh, think of think of uh, Christmas Carol and like the Ghost of Christmas Past. It's kind of like that. That and Ebenezer Scrooge is watching the past. <laughs> and it's so painful because he he, he doesn't remember he 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 doesn't remember like. Uh, uh, just all of the the terrible things that were going on, and how he did nothing to you know make make life better. That's what <laughs> this felt like. Getting visited. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, this is probably not in order, but um, there was a match with Kane and X Pac versus the Brood, and I remember loving the Brood. Oh, I so much. Yeah, I love the Brood. And I I liked Kane and X Pac being together. I mean, anytime they would throw Kane together with somebody. Uh, because they had nothing else to do with the pers- other person. Uh, I usually enjoyed it, and I liked Kane and X-Pac, but this match lasted just a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah, you could definitely tell this was Russo-style booking. Um, I was I was a pretty big Brood fan, actually. Um, Me too, yeah. I was going through the kind of like the, uh, the goth at that point. Oh, but- I can't. I can only imagine you as a goth, <laughs> but I was the like the nerdy goth. Like I didn't understand what it was, so um, I I remember I had the brood shirt, and um, I had the brood necklace, and I got my uh, ear pierced and I dyed my hair blonde. You're joking? <laughs> no, I'm not. Really did that? <laughs> yeah, and I had like short spiky hair. It was it was bad. 
because uh, I really like the brood a lot. I probably liked them too much, <laughs> but um, I'll, have to, I'll have to post a picture on uh, my Twitter of my short, spiky, blonde hair days. Please, please do that. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember I I tried to be cool like the like Gangrel and because um, they the brood were pretty cool back in the day. Yeah, they were. That was uh that was before all the Twilight ruined vampires, but um, <sighs> these vampires were actually pretty cool. But yeah, the yeah. match was that. I mean, a lot of this is we're going to be talking about like promos and stuff because the matches were just really a bunch of nothing. All the matches were basically a bunch of nothing. The longest match was about seven minutes long, and the shortest match was under two minutes long. <laughs> so it was like they were job matches, but they weren't using job guys. Yeah, they were jobbing out their stars. It it it, it, it made no sense. So, uh, but yeah, the uh, the night before this was Backlash, which I think that was the pay per view a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. Uh, but uh, funny enough, but um. It was Backlash, and uh, Steve Austin defended his title against The Rock, which I will say I love Steve Austin. I love The Rock. Uh, it's sometimes easy to get caught up in the talent because some of the talent was so good and hot, and you know projecting that on the quality of the show itself because the show wasn't good. But we had some of the best uh, feuds and everything of you know the last thirty years going on at this point. Yeah. But like you know, Steve Austin was so great. The Rock was so great. It was it was good to see you know those guys. But um, Steve was coming off a win, and apparently I forget how, but the Undertaker had uh, kidnapped Stephanie. <laughs> yes, and that was the uh, big and, drama of the night. Uh, Vince McMahon waiting, waiting, waiting for a phone call. And you know, I was smart at this point. I was you know I was into the websites. I was into some newsletters. Back then we had uh back then we had uh hotlines where people would go in and hack um uh voicemail uh accounts and then uh to basically recap stuff they read on the dirt sheets. <laughs> and I and I was I was into that stuff. Yeah, I I so, called those too. But now like we're in this kind of weird era where they where there's always these worked shoots and all of the, they try to uh, meta game uh, to go to a gaming context or a, a, a gaming vernacular, they try to like metagame uh, the fans uh, with like, well, the company's not really behind this person. The company's really behind this person. So uh, I'm watching to see if they're actually going to going to let uh, Daniel Bryan win because Daniel Bryan deserves it. Uh, when it's the same crap, but instead of you know the, the the heel being you know Ric Flair, the heel is the company. Yeah. Uh, but back then, like, <laughs> there was, like meta, you had wrestling porn stars. You had wrestling pimps. You had wrestling uh, demons. Uh, you had, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it was still kind of, it was still very much like that weird '80s WWF gimmick, but it was, it it was there was nothing real about it. No. Uh, so I don't really, I don't really, I I kind of felt dumb watching it, but uh, but yeah, the whole thing was uh, the Undertaker had uh kidnapped Stephanie and he I don't think you knew until the end that he was going to try to marry her. Yeah, they were he was trying or to maybe get... or maybe maybe or did or did you do I have that wrong? No, I think he was uh trying to get Vince McMahon to sign the company over and um that he would give her give Stephanie back and then he wanted Steve Austin to come hand deliver the 
the yeah, papers. Yeah. And yeah. Steve said no. No. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> actually, I didn't like Steve Austin during this time. You didn't? No. He, made, he used to make Steve me Austin. so mad because Fine. I liked the good old-fashioned baby face. And, like, when he was feuding with Brett, I was like, why are the people booing Brett? He's the good guy. You know, like, it made me mad that people were cheering Austin. And, um, it, like, he was – because he was everything a good guy wasn't, you know? He was, like, that anti-hero. And I don't think I had – now going back on it, I really appreciate Austin a lot more than I did when I was younger. He, he's kind of like Dusty Rhodes with an edge. Yeah. Yeah, because be- Dusty was the common the common man, and Vince was like real. I mean, Vince, probably uh, Steve was like the personification. The like, well, actually, uh, Dusty was the personification of the common man. Uh, so Steve Austin would have been like the realization of the common man. The common man is the as the as the wrestler himself, not as just the person who uh, feels for the common man. He is the common man. Yeah. Yeah, he's just that redneck, that ultra-hyped-up redneck that likes to drink beer and punches everybody in the face. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that, you know, uh, the the biggest wrestler in history was, was a redneck. Because, <laughs> you, you know, th- you, think of, you think of WWE as more of a, I hate to use the term, but like more of a sophisticated sort of northern audience as opposed to the wrestling audience that, you know, we had down here in the south. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of you know have instead of having like uh, Dusty Rhodes, you had a wrestling, <laughs> you had you had wrestling clowns and wrestling barbarians and crap like that. <laughs> uh, but no, like the biggest wrestler they ever had was a was a, was a redneck, which is was just kind of awesome. Yeah, I like uh, every. It seemed like everybody in the crowd bought a sign too. Brought a sign. Did you know? Yeah, like, there was just signs brought- everywhere. They brought a sign and they bought a shirt. They were sw- yeah, so it was it was a different time. Well, I like the fact that like some of the signs didn't even have anything to do with the actual wrestling show. Yeah, like there'd be a sign on there that says like "Jimmy's a homo," you know, just like out of. <laughs> it was just one of the like they would just put whatever signs they could get up there. Yeah, so uh, let's see here. Th- this drew a rating of. It averaged out to look. It looks like about a six Wow, that's insane. Did you see what the most recent episode of Raw got? No, it, it, it was it? like a one point eight. Oh my god! Because <laughs> uh, I heard that on. Um, that's incredible. That's lower than nineteen ninety four. That's bad. <laughs> and the thing is, I oh god, I, I I'm going to get so much hate for this, but they're giving the fans what they want. You know, giving the fans like AJ Styles the champion. AJ Styles is amazing. Uh, they're giving Kevin Owens the title. Uh, Nakamura's the title. And because they're giving people what they want, the ratings are in the crapper. Yeah. Because because it's it's all about it's all about teasing people and keeping people like at ar- like just like arms length away from getting what they want. There's a I don't know. There's a sense of drama that's missing because you know they. I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go and talk more <laughs> and go back and go back to this. Yeah, uh, but, it's hard. Yeah, so, if you can get me started on that. I'll be man. I know the most but, hated man in the. But, but it, it drew like a six again because competition. Yeah. It wasn't not necessarily the quality of the show, maybe the quality of the talent, but it was the competition. So, uh, but yeah. Well, so, if this drew, uh, if this drew a six what uh, do you have uh, on hand? What Nitro drew? 
about a three point eight. So that's like still, yeah, that's still really good. Yeah, that's uh, nine nine point something altogether. What happened? Where are all those wrestling fans at? They went away. They just disappeared. So uh, in this, uh, Vince approached Steve. Steve said no. So there you go. Going back to the uh, the matches. Uh, D'Lo Brown defeated Val Venus because, uh, again, Nicole Bass, who I didn't realize who this was 99, she had been active professionally since 85. And, um, I mean, you know, there were questions about, you know, was Nicole Bass a, a man or a woman? She was a woman. Uh, she was on the, the juice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, didn't she, they confirm her, um, sexual, on Howard Stern. uh, on, yeah, and Howard Stern. Yeah, she was a regular <laughs> Howard Stern. Uh, but yeah, so uh, she was a beastly woman. Uh, and uh, the, the the story was, which I don't, I don't know how they could do anything with this, but the story was that she was interested in Val Venus. And um, she interrupted or she, uh, she uh, got uh, Val's attention. And uh, while he was um, distracted, D'Lo... Uh, Put him in the what was it the what was the dealer's finisher called the uh, lowdown the lowdown man I, I loved D'Lo Brown uh, he got him in the lowdown and D'Lo got him for the one two three which at that point I, I mean Val Venus was the bigger star and but of course it, it played into the storyline but um it's still weird that D'Lo beat Val at this point <laughs> yeah Val Venus um. Is a, a thing I noticed, like, there was, like, a formula for all the wrestlers during this time. They would come out, and they'd they'd have a, a promo before the match, and it was always the same thing. Like, um, the Godfather had his deal, Road Dog, Val Venus. They all basically had the same formula. Like, uh, with Val Venus coming out and saying, hello, ladies. Yeah. And Godfather's the pimping and easy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they, they still follow that formula. Uh it's just, I don't know. Back then, it was edgier. I guess uh, they could they could be edgier in teenage boys, which I happen to be one at that point. You know, <laughs> thought it was awesome. Yeah, the uh, I they lowered Raw to like the common denominator definitely during this period. Like it was the lowest form of humor, like poop jokes and sex jokes, and and uh, we ate it up. Yeah, uh, I could definitely tell that it was a Russo episode. It it just it didn't it didn't feel like wrestling. It just it was it was it just it was it felt weird. But you look look at the it was it was a full crowd. Um, fans were totally into it. But again, uh, appealing to the lowest common denominator. Uh, let's see. Here. Jim Cornette was on commentary, so that was a plus. And, eh, but he wasn't that good. Well, he was probably really angry. He probably was. Uh, let's see here. He's, Triple he's H. He is. I, I love him, <laughs> Cornette. Uh, Triple H in China. Uh, well, Triple H with China defeated Billy Gunn. Uh, Jim Cornette said ass on the microphone like 150 times. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. I don't remember why uh, DX broke up, but apparently they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't quite remember it either. Uh, I think Triple H just sold him out. Um. We, actually, is, we didn't talk about the uh, the Rock uh, challenge and Shane McMahon at the beginning of the show. Oh yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. That was um, was that the main event? Yes, uh, that because Triple H and China 
uh, got involved uh, when Rock punched China in the face. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he did. This was a uh, pre-op China, so it was all right. She, it wasn't. She... <laughs> but but uh, Triple H's intro or entrance uh, before he basically became the son-in-law, it's it, it was really weird that he just had like a standard wrestling entrance. Yeah. And he wasn't like uh, – he didn't have Motorhead coming out and playing live and he didn't have a Throne of Skulls or the <laughs> Terminator with him. Um, and it was really odd. I'll be honest. He, he had a really muted – boring entrance well i uh triple h was another guy i just could not stand i've had periods when i really loved triple h and periods when i couldn't stand the dude um i'm somewhere in the middle now i i he is he is okay he is an okay talent um i if you've seen one triple h match for the most part you've seen most of them um but you know i think he's a smart guy i think he's uh done a lot for himself Oh yeah, and I, I, I and I, and I like the way that he runs at NXT, so I can't I can't talk too much crap about him. Well, I just I wonder what would have happened if he never married Stephanie, or got with Stephanie, like that would that relationship right there changed the whole face of wrestling. Yeah, that was uh, uh, well, well, it, I, I it changed the whole face of wrestling. In the sense of what it did to NXT, I mean, Vince still runs the show. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the, the the authority figure on the show would probably still be Vince. You know, like Vince changed it with having this on screen authority thing, where before, uh, you know, like the WWF, uh, Jack Tunney was the on air authority, and he only showed up like once every year. Yeah, like every that. once in a while. Yeah, uh, but that became an ongoing weekly thing because of Vince. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it will have huge ramifications after Vince steps away. Um, well, I just wonder be if... when, he, when he passes. But uh, yeah, it's 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 meant a lot, but I, I don't think it's had the, quite the impact that that it, it's going to have. Well, I just wonder what position Triple H would have been in. I because I I just doubt that he would have been the main guy for so many years if he wouldn't have been married to Stephanie. Um, don't know. Um, I mean, like, he, was he with Stephanie when he was the champ for so long? Uh, yeah, he got with Stephanie pretty shortly after this, I think. It so I like I, longer. I could see him being in a period in a post Rock, post Steve Austin, pre John Cena period. I could see him still running, running the show from uh, being a, a top talent sort of thing, like, kind of like kind of like a Bret Hart. He's just sort of keeping the the uh, the seat warm until the the next really big guy shows up, which was John Cena. Yeah, I could see that because yeah, I but I just I could not st- I never could stand him. Um, I hated watching his matches. It's just everything about him just I didn't like. And I, I did um I, I noticed like a trend during this time too that like faces weren't ever getting their up and their uh up and comings or coming up and come up and yeah, come up and <laughs> during this time. Yeah. And yeah. and um that used to drive me nuts too. Was, um 'cause I like I just like the good old fashioned guys in black hats fighting the guys in white hats and the guys in white hats eventually getting their uh just uh getting their reward at the end. But this was an era where that just didn't happen. It just seemed like during this era, it was just, it was very, uh, the lines were getting blurred between what a face and a heel was. 
Oh yeah, that that was intentional. I mean, Vince even said that on national TV, breaking kayfabe. Yeah, that it was no longer about the face and the heel. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. I think that this might be the uh, the start of wrestling not being as good of a draw. Like I think it peaked out here, and I really don't think it ever really quite recovered from this. Oh, absolutely, it didn't recover, and uh, it absolutely didn't. I mean, uh, I mean, the fires were stoked because of competition. It grew to be the WWF grew to be as huge as it would ever be. Now, the business as a whole, considering you didn't have all the territories and everything, um, the business as a whole wasn't bigger, but it, the WWF was as big as it would ever be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it just pretty much killed wrestling. Killed wrestling. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Mankind in the Big Show uh, defeated Test and the bu- Big Boss Man. Uh, I had forgotten about Test, and Test died years ago. I forgot what happened to him. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I think he died of a heart attack. It's unfortunate. I yeah. liked him, and he was the uh, kayfabe uh, love interest for Stephanie for a while. Yeah, just think if he was actually uh, with Stephanie, he'd be the one running the show now. <laughs> <K-fabe>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He died. Uh, he di- oh, he di- I thought he died not long after this. Actually, it was uh, 2009. I just yeah. did, it was a drug overdose. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he made a comeback um, right before he died. He was in ECW. Well, uh, well, apparently, apparently went to TNA. Oh, was it? after I didn't even... after ECW? Huh. I didn't even know he was in TNA. I didn't watch TNA. Of course, I... yeah, I wouldn't know. I stopped watching TNA probably three or four years before that. I wouldn't know uh, Bozo the Clown was in TNA if he was. Yep. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to say about that match? It 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 always kind of surprises me because I always forget that Big Boss Man had like a, a pretty decent run mm-hmm. in uh, WWF during the Attitude Era. I remember the time that uh, what he was supposed he's supposed to have dug up the Big Show's uh, father's. <laughs> Rave. Yeah, he was wearing the or he was driving the Blues Brothers car with the big uh um speaker on the uh top of it. <laughs> he's like you're a bastard. <laughs> he was like you're... He's like that's not even your real daddy. <laughs> uh I so I there was a, a show gosh, it was back in 2002, 2003. That I was at in Charlotte, uh, I had ringside seats, and they sat us behind the uh, Charlotte Panthers. Um, I, I don't, I doubt they comped them the tickets, but we were behind the Panthers at that point, and we were sitting beside the Big Show's mom. Oh wow! Now she'd been on TV before, so I kind of recognized her. So she was talking to us about the wrestlers. Not, we didn't know who she was. And um, she asked us what we thought of certain wrestlers, and she asked, asked us. <laughs> what we thought of the big show and at that point it clicked i knew exactly who she was and my friend's like ah oh, big show sucks he sucks he sucks I'm like well i think he's pretty good i don't know what you guys are talking about it's kind of funny she's like well i'm the big show's mom whoa that was kind of that was kind of funny but i this this match did not stand out to me the only thing i remember about it was uh he he was mankind but he was still mick foley so it was it was that weird sort of tween thing where is he the gimmick or is he the person? They really only re- they really referred to him as Mick, and I don't know. It just it just seemed odd to me. Well, yeah, uh, Big Show was in really good shape uh, during this time too. Like he mm-hmm. was phenomenal looking. That's when Big Show was just scary. Oh yeah, 
But uh, yeah, pretty much the match was no nothing. Like Big Boss Man left Test and to uh, the team of Foley and Big Show, and uh, Foley and Big Show had just wrestled the night before in a uh, boiler room match, and they seemed pretty good with each other for some reason. Uh, Big Show's another guy that when they don't have something else to do with uh, with like a tag partner or somebody that they maybe not so much then, but definitely now, Big Show is somebody that just floats. And, uh, I mean, you you know, I mean, it it is what it is. I would Um, like to, uh, I would like to go back and count the times, how many times Big Show's turned face and heel. I'm going to have to do that. He actually talked about that, I think, on the Steve Austin show. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's back and forth so much. I really think that they made a mistake with uh, Big Show by not having him. He lost his first match in WWF to Steve Austin. Oh, and I think that as soon as he lost his first match, that was pretty much it for him. Like he wasn't as big as he could have been. When so other than Diesel, I'm trying to think. So if give me an example, when who was the last big man that they actually put any weight behind? Truly, hmm. Oh uh, wow, I don't um. I mean, I, you could say Glenn Jacobs, but they didn't really. No. I mean, he's ne- he was never I, – like, I, Kane was always a force of nature, but um, I don't I don't really think that Glenn was ever really the standard bearer. Uh, I mean, the, of course, The Undertaker has been, you know, a, not, not The Rock, but a rock <laughs> for them for, you know, 20-plus yeah. years. But um, I can't think of the last time they really pushed, like, a really – a big dude was uh i guess diesel (laughs) (laughs) i guess diesel was uh after sid right yeah diesel was after sid yeah um i was listening to a uh shoot interview with sid and he was talking about how he was a bigger draw than steve austin It was it made me laugh. He's like, I made more money than Steve Austin and Ric Flair in WWF. Like, what are you talking about, Sid? <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, okay, this was when this next match happened was like the low of the low for me. Uh, when the Godfather came out to wrestle Jeff Jarrett and Deborah, um, because I remember the Godfather and his, I hate to use the word, but it's what they're called. Hose. <laughs> and they, God, it was such a different time, but, um, how boring and limp and lifeless that was. Yeah. It was terrible. It was terrible. And I'm not saying that is, uh, like as a feminist, it was just bad TV. And, uh, it was just a bad shtick. It probably worked well once, and they just dragged it along. Um, just into the ground. And, and it ran it into the ground. And I don't like Jeff Jarrett much anyway. I, I mean, he was a decent enough wrestler, but I just never cared for him, especially after sort of the way that he parted ways with the company. And uh, so that, I'm biased against him there. Now, I like The Godfather. Don't get me wrong, but I hate the I hate the the stuff for the hose in 2016 in 1999 i was i was totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah when they i when they put the godfather in the hall of fame i was 
I, I don't know how I felt about that. Um, especially when certain other te- like uh, wrestlers aren't in it yet. I know I mean, they have it, to, it, to put in a certain amount. I mean, it, it is it is not a true value of merit. Yeah, it's who Vince wants in. So it's like you're telling me that the Godfather is in the Hall of Fame, but Demolition isn't. You know, like how's that possible? I would say that the Godfather, in all his incarnations, added just as much to the business as Demolition did. You think so? Yeah, Godfather, Papa Shango, all that. I mean, Demolition was a sideshow. I mean, Demolition, I love Demolition, don't get me wrong. But I don't think Demolition isn't, in the annals of WWF history, really that important. I don't know, they're pretty good. I know, I'm breaking, I'm breaking your heart. You're breaking my heart I, right now, Brian. I, I, I love I love <laughs> too, don't get me wrong. But, uh, the, you know, the demo, heck, I mean, the Legion of Doom, of course, Demolition was a knockoff of the Road Warriors. But the Legion of Doom accomplished more in their time in WWF than uh, Demolition did. Well, I don't know about that. They were, Demolition was tag team champions for years. Yeah, I. but did, did they draw any money? They drew me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, now you're on my diecast list. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll forgive you. I, I, I loved me some demolition. I just don't think that they really mattered that yeah. much. Well, it's all right. You can be wrong. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's fair. But yeah, the Godfather, uh, he was, it was going to be a non-title match. And then Jeff Jarrett uh, complained and they turned it to a title match, intercontinental title. I, it's just odd to me that the Godfather held the intercontinental title, I guess, Oh god, this is going to sound terrible, but I guess this is a point when they were like devaluing that belt. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He was just like I don't like the Godfather was just it's just weird when I go back and watch certain eras of wrestling and it's like the the excitement and interest that it holds is just not there anymore. Yeah. Um, like pretty much all the other stuff, the older stuff that we've watched on these shows so far, it's like I still enjoyed it like um, like, uh, was it Starcade and, um, mm-hmm. of course, Royal Rumble 92 and all the other older shows. I still enjoyed watching it. This was kind of a chore watching this. It, it was a slog. Yeah. It was just because nothing happened, but so much stuff was going on at the same time. It was so weird. nothing happened, but this is revered as one of the top episodes of Raw in history. <laughs> that's what, that's what bugs me. Okay. So, uh, God, this got on my nerves. I'd forgotten that Bradshaw is a member of the Acolytes, and this wasn't when the Acolytes were cool. It was when the Acolytes were stupid. So he came out with uh, the symbols drawn on his chest, yeah. and I was like, what the hell? I completely forgot about that. Uh, he, he wrestled Ken Shamrock, and it was... Uh... Yeah, I don't even have any notes for this match. Yeah, I mean, I li- like I liked... I liked... Bradshaw, like when he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw, I actually really liked that. Yeah, I, that was one of my favorite gimmicks uh, when he had Uncle Zebekiah with him. Yeah, uh, but uh, and I love the Blackjacks. Yeah, well, I didn't care for the Blackjacks. I was a big Barry Windham fan. I, I Barry Windham was awesome, but I don't know, he just wasn't my thing at that point. Uh, but and I like Bradshaw after they. Uh, turned him into a badass. Yeah. With uh, when he, with he and Farouk, Ron Simmons, when they're like the APA and all that. <laughs> that. Now that was some good stuff. And I liked him when he was JBL. I genuinely liked him mm-hmm. as JBL. 
Uh, but like the stupid acolytes thing was so dumb. Yeah, they uh, they started out with um, actually Don Callis. Um, the uh, remember he was the guy that started out with the Truth Commission, and then he did the uh, the freak show. Yeah, vaguely. He um, because actually I don't know if they ever aired it or not, but I used to go to a lot of see I, I went to a lot of these raw shows during this era whenever they came to Columbus. And they would tape uh, three or four episodes of everything all at once. They even taped their Luchador show that they had very briefly um, at a few of the tapings I went to. And um, they had uh, the Acolytes debuted before they debuted on television. They uh, had a match where they were managed by uh, the Jackal, Don Callis. And uh, they had like the symbols painted on them. And then all of a sudden they just put them with the Undertaker out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't get it. And they had, um, like, Viscera and... Uh, oh, God. Um, Phineas Godwin, Midian. <laughs> Midian. Did you see... Phineas I. Godwin and Henry O. Godwin. You're not going to say you didn't like those guys, did you? No, I, I, I like okay, those guys. Okay, good. That was, that was worrying me, because... What about T.L. Hopper? Did you like T.L. Hopper? <laughs> uh, not really. That, yeah. was, that was bad. Uh, Did you yeah, notice so... uh, the uh, meat the meat promo they had? Oh God, that that pissed me <laughs> off so much too. It was literally meat. Uh, it, it was Jackie and uh, and uh, Terry uh, Terry uh, Runnels uh, just laying on him, rubbing him, making and he was making like sexual innuendo. <laughs> that was the promo. Yeah, that was it. And he had the uh, sexual chocolate theme. He had the sexual chocolate theme. I, I like. I, I had my head turned. I heard the music. I'm like, oh, sexual chocolate. And I turned around. It was meat. And God, people liked this crap. This was <laughs> garbage. Yeah, it was. It was really bad. This one, and of course, the uh, beaver cleavage promo that they had, where uh, he was talking about the mother's milk. So I noticed. I don't. I don't remember anything about the mom, but her arms. She was pretty cut. So was she a wrestler? She was a fitness model that Vince Russo hired. God. Okay. So she really had nothing to do with wrestling. But yeah, she had huge arms. She was. Yeah, she was cut. <laughs> but uh, definitely, the wrestling came second or third, or maybe even fourth during this period. Third. Third. Okay. Maybe fourth. <laughs> maybe so. No. Okay. So. Uh, so sexualization. Um, promos, uh, merchandise, wrestling, because there, there's a Steve Austin shirt that I've, I've completely forgot about where he's holding up his arms and his arms are rattlesnakes <laughs> and it was so awesome. And it was $31 with shipping. It was 31 freaking dollars. I, I started to think maybe cause they say Steve Austin's like sold, uh, made more money than Hulk Hogan on shirts. I guarantee well, it. Well, because they're charging 31 bucks. Uh, well, there are more of them. And, I, I mean, I I still see people wearing Steve Austin <laughs> shirts. I have not seen – I have not – I have in the wild have never seen somebody wear a Hulk Hogan yeah. shirt ever. Well, the, that was a particular – they were running out of ideas on some of those Stone Cold shirts too. Well, I mean, like, here's the thing. It's kind of like video games. Like, when you have a video game that, like, that's not a pack-in, like, um, like with N64, there, it was about one-to-one. Um, people who owned 
the N64 and people who owned Super Mario 64. So, like, wrestling fans were in the Steve Austin shirt were, like, the, the same thing. <laughs> Almost every wrestling fan had that Austin 316 shirt. Yeah. So they either had to sell more of the Austin 316 shirts for people to replace them, which people did. Yeah. Or make new shirts. So <laughs> And this one, is, um, uh, he had rattlesnake arms. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> I, I like I the... Um, I like the F fear drink beer shirt. Yeah. I miss that shirt. Yeah. I remember my one friend I went to high school with, he got sent home cause he wore a Steve Austin shirt and he was like flipping somebody off. He was like doing the thing, giving the finger. He got sent home from school for that. Yeah. Steve Austin was not a good influence. Okay. Here's how much of an influence is. So maybe not that big, but my first email address, which I have had since 1997, was kilby316 at hotmail.com. You can email me. Oh, wow. I will not get a response, but I still have that email <laughs> address. And uh, thankfully, every, I say thankfully, everybody who saw it is like, oh, you like wrestling. It wasn't like, oh, you must be very religious. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like you must like Stone Cold Steve Austin. The answer was yes. <laughs> yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin was probably, well, uh, he took the 316 from Jesus, unfortunately. Yeah. I, uh, I or, or, or or fortunately, I mean, <laughs> uh, Steve Steve made some money from it. That's the important thing. I want to buy a shirt with uh, you on it with your hands as rattlesnakes. Yes, I I, I want to make that shirt. <laughs> I would buy that and wear it proudly. Uh, last match was uh, The Rock and Shane McMahon. Um, I don't even remember what happened. I yeah, it was nothing. Um, <laughs> I didn't write any notes on it either. So we've talked before about how uh, you and I know each other through our toy collecting uh-huh. hobby. And um, are you familiar with the Bandai line uh, figure arts? Uh, yes. So you, you you know they're making a figure art, Steve Austin and The Rock? Yes, I did see that. That was uh, – and those uh, figure arts are pretty nice figures. Yeah, they are. I'm actually um, – I have the uh, Steve Austin one pre-ordered. Oh. Um, you can and, have them fight uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, actually, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> See, I uh, the only ones I have are the monster arts. I have some Godzilla ones. Uh, I've got a couple. I've got a. I've got a, a Mario. I've got a um, Fire Mario. Pardon me. I've got Freddie Mercury, and I've got a Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. I've got a couple other on pre order. I have a, a Ninja Turtle one, but it's just it just it really interested me that. Um, the Rock and Steve Austin are definitely from this period. The Rock has hair, and it's weird. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, but well, this was yeah, this was their era. Like, this yeah, was, but it's, yeah. It, it's just that uh, the Rock doesn't look like the Rock anymore. Yeah, well, that, he's got that big old tattoo. He's bald, and um, he's a lot bigger now too. It seems like. Of course, he goes yeah, back and forth on being big and stuff. But well, he he only goes forward. He only he only gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> but. Uh, the uh, actually, my tag team partner uh, Juan Crazy Hillbilly did the People's Elbow last night in a match. Really? That was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But yeah, this was uh, definitely a nothing match. It was just, it was just a setup match. Very much. I think, uh, yeah, Triple H got involved in China, and China got uh, The Rock back for hitting her earlier. That's lame. That's that's just what this show was. It was uh, domestic abuse, uh, um, sexualization of women, and then punching women. 
That's kind of pretty <laughs> pretty much. It's kind it's kind of low. Uh, but uh, with that being said, uh, basically at the end, um, the Undertaker. Yeah the the end of the show. Uh, the Undertaker showed up with Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie was brought out on a cross. Actually, it was the Undertaker symbol. Uh, but it was a cross. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, pissed a lot of fans off. There were a lot of complaints back in the day from this. Oh, yeah. This was uh, – and I remember watching it, like, thinking, like, this is so edgy. This is the greatest like, – is- I remember thinking it was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, that's why I wanted to do this episode was because of this. Just this. Yeah, but in retrospect, it's it's again it's kind of like a limp fish. Yeah, there was like nothing to it. Like uh, I, I I I was conflating this and the corporate ministry thing when uh, it was uncovered that Vince was behind all this crap. Uh, but no, uh, they're try they uh, were crucifying in quotes uh, her. And uh, trying to perform the wedding ceremony, Steve Austin comes and breaks it up. Now, I just wonder if at this point they knew Vince McMahon was going to be the higher power. Uh, I don't know. Because I kind of think that was like a last-minute decision. Because this was during the time when uh, Internet just really started taking off, I remember. Mm-hmm. And you could get like, and I remember hearing rumors that it was going to be like Jake Roberts or a million dollar man or even ultimate warrior as the yeah. higher power. And, uh, yeah, no. Jake Roberts would have been pretty cool or a million dollar man. That would have been pretty cool to see him. But, um, I did like, uh, the night before in the pay-per-view when, uh, undertaker took Stephanie, she got in that limo and then he like rolled down his window and looked behind him. It was kind of like a horror movie. He's like, need a ride. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, Stephanie looked really young in this. She was, she was really yeah, young. She was like, what, 18? Uh, she is a little, uh, I think she is a hair older than I am, so she was probably 20 or 21. Okay. And, um, yeah, uh, who was it that ran down first? Uh, like, I knew Ken Shamrock ran down, a big show. Ken Shamrock, yeah, uh, did test. Yep, test. I think tested, and of course they were all beat up by Viscera and Midian and Acolytes, and um, Paul Bears, uh, of course, was doing the ceremony. Yeah, and it was all you know. I mean, he, it sounded like he he he'd done it before, but you know, he, <laughs> he was a mortician and not a pastor. How could the uh, Undertaker be such a well-regarded face when he actually tried to? <laughs> Uh, marry a woman against her will and impregnate her with this. because it's not it's not real. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, that's true. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, I I remember watching this live and and uh, I was like, man, Ed Austin's a jerk, not helping. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, yeah, I felt that way watching this. Yeah. Because uh, he wa- remember he walked past earlier in the night with Big Show, and Big Show's like, it's his daughter. It's his daughter, man. man. I don't care about no daughter. I got my yeah. own problems. Yeah. But then when he came, when the uh, glass broke and he came out, the crowd just blew up. Oh, of course. He was the biggest thing going. And uh, I remember watching it like, yeah, okay, he's all right now. I like him. I like him. He's He's a good guy after all. <laughs> And I like when uh, he took Stephanie off and she went to hug him and he left his arms open. 
Like, yeah. You want to hug her? And then Vince McMahon came out. And, and then Vince gave him the look. Yeah. It was like this knowing, you know, I know that I owe you. <laughs> it was, uh, this was the best part of the show. Definitely. Definitely best part of the show. Yeah. Which I don't yeah. know how much that's saying, but you know, it's, it was, it was it, fun. It wasn't good. Yeah. It was not good. And this is supposed to be one of the best ever. Yeah. I think it must just, uh, maybe the people making these best ever lists just probably didn't go back and watch all these. They went off memory. Yep. I think that's what. So, so I'm going to request everybody out there, send their hate mail to contact at tfradio.net or tweet it to at bkilby because come on, seriously, it wasn't good. No. Uh, we're fooling ourselves if we think it is. Yeah, but if you really want to hate us, next week. Yes, I've always wanted to watch this. Literally, for 17 years, I have been looking for a copy of this. <laughs> for 17 years, and I found it on YouTube tonight. Somebody linked it, uh, and I just saw it tweeted out. And I was like, oh my god, I've been wanting to watch this since October of 99. It is the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. It is, by all accounts, one of the worst wrestling shows of all time. It was recorded October 10th, 1999 in uh, Bay, St. Louis, Mississippi in a casino called Casino Magic. I have linked to the YouTube video. It is bit.ly slash H-O-W-P-P-V. That's lowercase bit.ly slash H-O-W-P-P-V, that's for Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. Um, go and watch it. Suffer through this with us. It features a completely inebriated Jake the Snake <laughs> uh, trying doing really suggested things with a snake. It features an 800-pound 800-pound Yokozuna. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, it's it's all kinds of terrible. It's got and the Bushwhackers against Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I am excited because this is historically bad. So Yeah, this uh, is yeah. I think it that has to be the worst ever pay-per-view ever. Uh I don't know. WCW well, a little after this probably <laughs> pro- probably uh could give him a run for the money, but um it's it's rough, but I am really excited. So it's again it's bit.ly slash h-o-w-p-p-v again that's lowercase here is a wrestling pay-per-view watch it with us and i'm going to link to it in the show notes so at the bottom of our show notes i go to tfradio.net slash what is it take for wrestling tfradio.net uh slash take for wrestling uh, actually i think backspace in there backspace in there and that's just yeah it's tfradio.net slash take for (laughs) So uh, in our show notes uh, for this episode, I'm going to link to that. I'm also going to link to the uh, Rock and Steve Austin figures from Figuarts. They are up for pre-order right now at Amazon. Uh, They will ship in January. Um, Or if you're listening and you don't want to go to the website, just go to tfradio.net slash one word, Steve Austin, tfradio.net slash Steve Austin. That's lowercase. And tfradio.net slash The Rock. Again, one word, The Rock, lowercase. And uh, you can pre-order those action figures. They are awesome looking. I'm, yeah, I'm super if, excited. If you want a, uh, def- if you just want one definitive version of Steve Austin, this would be. It. Oh, he comes with little beer cans too. It's pretty sweet. That isn't is it? pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. 
So I have uh, I have Steve Austin pre-ordered. I, I guess I'm going to break down and get The Rock as well. You could have a really weird six-man tag with all your SH figure art figures. I know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, net slash Steve Austin, net slash The Rock. And if you just want to do your normal Amazon shopping, you can go to net slash Amazon. And it would really help us out. Amazon will send back just a little bit of money to help us pay for the bills. I'm not cheap, folks. No, he is not. I'm not as, of course, Diecast is. When I'm going to yeah. get done, <laughs> when I get done with him, he's going to be worthless. Ooh, that's that's big talk. Okay, <laughs> uh, how do we get a hold of you? You can JT. I've been practicing. You can get a hold of me at TF Radio slash H O G G. Oh, dot, practice a little harder. Oh, I practice. missed the dot com, didn't I? Dot net. Dot net. Okay. Dot com works as well. You can use either one. I, I say dot com. <laughs> I say dot net though because I've been using it for years. Oh, ah, so close. So close yet so <laughs> far away. I was practicing too. I was practicing in the mirror. You should practice a little harder. It's tfradio.net or dot com slash h o g g. You say the second G with a smile. Yeah, all lowercase. Because lowercase is easy, just like pimping. That's right. Wait, no, pimp, uh, pimping ain't easy. Uh, you can follow very me. Very hard to pimp. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at bkilby uh, to complain about my dissatisfaction with the Attitude Era and the booking of Vince Russo. <laughs> and please, 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 please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts can be found. Well, JT, I got nothing else. I'm good, too. I hope everybody enjoyed the show and keep listening. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Share us. Get us out there and and uh, help us out. And, of course, uh, check out all of the other podcasts that I do. Radio Free Cybertron is the original Transformers podcast. And the best. And the best. And we are approaching our 500th episode. Oh, we're going to have to have a party. I know. Holy crap. We've actually been doing it now for... Going on, not not quite, but going on like 20 years. So it'll be 17 years here in about a month. So we only have 500 episodes, but that averages about to about an episode every two weeks. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, so we will see you guys later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.